the gospel of Jesus Christ. Any folk that are not ashamed this morning? Hallelujah. Raise your hand if you're not ashamed. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah if you're not ashamed of the, be specific, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. I stand before you humbled and grateful. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to preach before the people of God. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. amen. The scripture was read, but I think I need to read it again. Hallelujah. It's in Colossians 1. Colossians 1. Amen, amen. Y'all can stand up again. See, we've been doing that all weekend at the Mighty Men of Valley Conference. Amen. Colossians 1, verses 1 through 15 through 18. Amen. Real familiar passage. The Bible declares, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven, on earth visible and invisible. Say invisible. Invisible. Hallelujah. Whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him, my God, and for him. You've been created through him and for him. Hallelujah. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. You're being held together by Jesus. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he may be preeminent. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. You probably see in your Bible caption above those few verses, uh, the preeminence of Christ or the superiority of Christ. Amen. That's what we want to talk about this morning for a few minutes. Just for a few minutes. Amen. 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 John Legend, Michael B. Jordan, Lapita Nwango, Lavetta Divine, and Maxine Waters, the gavel, are just a few of those who attended the recent 50th NAACP Image Awards, of which I have become a fan of, due to their acknowledgement and recognition given to those of color in the areas of film music, literature, social justice, television, and more. This star-studded award show is top-notch in its content. But just like other award shows, they have different categories that awards are presented in. And my favorite category is the Entertainer of the Year. And this category this year was loaded with some heavy hitters like Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda Forever, (laughs) Regina King, Beyonce, LeBron James, and Ryan Coogler, whoever that is. (laughs) But when all was said and done, Beyonce took home the title 
of Entertainer of the Year. Now, I don't know much about Beyonce like our youth and young adults, but word on the street in corporate America, in law firms, in youth groups, and even in elderly facilities is that Beyonce invites you into witness and entertainment experience like no other. From her costumes, her vocal range, her dance moves, her energy, and her alter ego, Sasha Fierce, that takes her performance to another level, causes those in attendance to leave her concert saying, Beyonce is all that. And Beyonce's all that status may be true when it comes to entertainment. But when it comes to earthly matters that need to be handled by a heavenly God named Jesus, he shows up and lets us know that he supersedes being all that because he's more than all that for us and to us so he can help. Anybody need some help this morning? And as we recognize this Sunday as Palm Sunday, this is Palm Sunday, right? The Gospels reveal to us that Jesus is more than all that. As he rides triumphantly on a donkey and a colt, according to Matthew's Gospel, into Jerusalem and a great number of people laid down their clothes on the road. Now, that tells you something right there. For you have to be uh, special for someone to lay their clothes down. Their good clothes, their Sunday best clothes, their just got out of the cleaners clothes, their Macy's on sale clothes, to lay them on the ground for you to walk over them with a donkey. Say, Jesus is special. So you have to be more than all of that, and Jesus is. For the Bible says that they cut down branches from trees and spread them on the road as they cried out, Hosanna the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You see, this was their reaction to Jesus being more than that to them. Is Jesus more than that to you this morning? If so, look at this. How do you react when Jesus comes into your presence? Do you cry? Uh, Do you shout? Do you shake? Do you rock? Do you Dance, you throw up holy hands. See, there should be some reaction to the presence of Jesus in your life. This reaction was, their reaction was to take off their clothes and lay them under his feet. Maybe Jesus wants you to react the same way and take off some stuff. That over the years have made you bitter and unforgiving. Hallelujah. You, You need to lay under Jesus' feet that he can deal with it for you. For he is more than capable to handle it. For he is more than all that. Yeah, help me out this morning. Amen. And here in our focus reading for this morning, the Apostle Paul commences to give credence to the Colossians that Jesus is more than all that by way of laying out how preeminent, how supreme, how paramount how more than all that Jesus truly is. But before Paul commences to do so, in verses 3 through 6, he's led to commend the church of Colossus. Look at verses 3 through 6, y'all. We'll read it. 
He says, we always thank God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. It is also, it, it, it is also um, does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. We know from Apostle Paul's resume, he was one who planted and founded several churches in the New Testament. But oddly enough, hallelujah, uh, uh, not this church of Colossus, uh, of how he, of who he was writing this epistle to. But in spite of Paul, the great God-fearing apostle, not being the founder, planter, or the one who was responsible for the conversion of this church in Colossus, Paul, by his words of care, concern, and encouragement laid out in this epistle shows that he supported this thriving church on fire for Jesus Christ. Amen. I think this is tell us to teach us individually and collectively as the body of Christ on this Palm Sunday is that if you don't start it, if you don't create it, if you don't plan it, but see God moving in it, you should, we should support it. Some concern should be coming forth from us in regards to it. We should encourage those that are a part of it. Amen. See, Paul didn't let his status, his title, or calling to plant and start churches prevent him from supporting a church on the move for Jesus, and we shouldn't either. See, when we see God moving as believers, we should be compelled to move and support where God's presence and power is being exercised. That's exactly what Paul did, Deacon Tim, and his support for this church was so great that he commended them for what catapulted them to be a great church on fire for God. Look at verse 3. Look at what verse, verse 3 says. It says, we always thank God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you since we heard of your faith in Jesus Christ. See, what puts this church in the place of being a great church, uh, a lit church, a uh, free church, a uh, debt-free church, sound like us a little bit, y'all, on fire for God was that thing called faith. Yes, yes, faith, which is our foundation for salvation in Jesus Christ. For Ephesians 2 and 8 says, for by grace we are saved through this thing called faith. Yeah. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without this thing called faith, it's impossible to please him. Yeah. Romans 10 and 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, I got some Bible readers out there this morning, amen? Yeah, they told me to take this jacket off, it's going to get high. 
How many of you? See, see, ah, and that's the faith Paul was commending them for, commending them for having in the midst of challenges. How many of you know that faith in particular, faith in Jesus Christ, comes with some challenges? Anybody challenged this morning? Going through some challenges because you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For at this time, the Colossians' faith in Jesus Christ was being challenged by the attack of Gentile philosophy and Jewish zealots pressing them on the need to observe ceremonial Jewish law. Look at this. In order to please God. That's a lie. But, but, but these sold out saints for Christ, they kept the faith held on to their faith and met the challenge. And in doing so, their faith grew strong. Because I found out, Pastor Vincent, is that challenge faith produces strong faith. I ask you again, anybody challenging their faith this morning? And if we want to finish strong, I mean really finish strong, Finish real strong. Amen. For the Lord, we are going to need some strong faith. Oh, my God. See, in a time when the world of the White House and even some folk in our own house are trying to discourage our faith, we are going to need some strong faith that comes by way of challenge faith. Just ask Job, y'all. Amen. You remember Job, right? Who was a blameless and upright servant of God, whose faith was challenged by way of losing some stuff. See, when you start losing some stuff, your faith gets challenged. Look what Job lost. He lost his family, y'all. He lost his friends. He lost all his possessions. He lost his Benz and his BMW. But that didn't cause Job's faith to take flight. Uh, Because frail faith and phony faith and feeble faith takes flight when challenges come. But strong, I say strong faith. Any strong faith folks in the house this morning, amen? See, see, Job's faith grew stronger and stronger because the challenge was so great. The greater your challenge, the greater you're going to come out stronger with some faith. So strong that, look at this, y'all, in the midst of his faith in God being challenged, Job proclaimed in Job 13 and 15, this blew my mind, Pastor. He said, though he slay me, you know what slay me, right? That the God of creation was slaying Job. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust, have hope, have Faith in him. Anybody be enslaved by the Lord right now? We want to teach you this morning how to stay hooked up to him that you can grow in your faith. Hallelujah. Say he's a slaying God. See, his challenge faith produced strong faith. See, if your faith in God or in the things God has laid at your feet to do, to be a part of, or walk in, it is designed to make your faith stronger. Your calling 
It's designed to make you stronger. Hallelujah. As you go through your faith being challenged. And when strong faith, I mean, great faith is witnessed, observed or heard about being exercised by we the people of God, we should be compelled to commend one another for our great faith in God. And this word, look at this, y'all. This word, commend, is tied to the word give. For God commended his love toward us. While we yet sinners, he gave something, right? And truth be told, many of us as believers don't like to give. Praise, encouragement, or acknowledgement when it's in line to do so. In, the Bible says, highly esteem others more than your. You see, many of us are quick to condemn, but slow to commend. But when God allows you to look this, see individuals grow in their faith, become strong and stronger in their faith right before your eyes. Look, look at this. And it's happening right here in New Direction. Hallelujah. See, see, we as bold, uh, blood-washed believers should uh, push aside pride and commence some folk. As you see God growing them in their faith. Come on, you see brothers up here praying and never prayed before in front of folk? Exercising prayer? They're growing in their faith. You see our youth up here that never sang before folk, and they're singing, they're growing in their faith. We should commend them for growing... In their faith. Amen. We got a pastor preacher. He just let go and let God and be free. We should commend him for growing in his faith. Yes, we, we got to stop holding on to stuff and let folk know we appreciate them as we see them grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Paul, Paul commended the membership at the church of Colossus for their faith, y'all. Amen. Who's going to be the first one to commence some folk here at the New Direction Bible Fellowship for their growth in faith? Amen? I, I, I know you see it. I know you're experiencing it. Let's commend some folk for growing in their faith. But Paul also, look at this, he also calls out somebody at the church of Colossus. Yeah, just like, just like uh, our sister was calling out names this morning. About, about, about folks visiting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul does the same thing. Calls him by name. Look, look at verse 7. Look, he says, Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Now, in this day and time, if you go as far to call someone out by name, it's usually done to throw them under the bus. Amen, I got a witness. Throw some shade on them. Or downright disrespect them. Has anybody ever experienced being called out like that? See, that type of call out usually happens in corporate America. Yeah, some folk will call you out quick so they can advance their own career. I saw him come in late. And he in leadership. He came back, he came back, he came back late from lunch. 
and then they call you by name. But that's not the type of call out that the apostle Paul was doing. No, Paul was calling out this brother named Epaphras by name to acknowledge him as the one responsible through the power of God for helping grow the Colossians' faith in Jesus Christ and realize that Jesus is more than all that. You see, the, the, the great faith and trust they had in Jesus didn't come by way of osmosis. So you just don't show up and you get faith. In this instance, they were taught by this mighty man of God. No, it came by way of being taught the scriptures by someone, look, Paul refers to as his dear fellow servant and a faithful minister of Christ. Say he qualified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some background, right? You see, Epaphras was the planter and founder of the church in Colossus and a friend of Paul. See, I need some friends like Paul. Yeah, friends that will encourage me even though they weren't involved in what they see God doing. See, I, I, I don't need friends that's going to hate on me because they see God moving in my ministry. Amen? That God has... I don't need folk hating on me because... I need friends that will encourage me, amen? Like Paul encourages this. If you got some friends like that, you better tell them to say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, and, and look, and, and he was one who held the scriptures, my God, at high regard and taught them with boldness. Yeah, see, when you, when you get the opportunity to teach the, the scriptures, you got to know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, you got to be, you got to have some understanding. But I encourage you, teach it with boldness. Now, you, you may not be bold like me, you, but there's some boldness down in there. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, I see you driving. You bold when you drive, beeping my tailgating folk. Be, be bold when you are asked to proclaim the word of God. And because of how his teaching and preaching of God's word affected, look at this, and infected those in Colossians. You know the word of God affects you. But the great news is that it infects you. That means it goes inside of you. And it does something to you that makes you act different. Makes you walk different. It makes you talk different. Hallelujah. Makes you look different. Amen. Amen. Come on, some of y'all 75, you look 20. The word of God has infected you. You don't go to places you used to go. Come on, you don't do the things you used to do. Because it hasn't just affected you, it has, inf it has taken up residence, hallelujah, in you, hallelujah. That's the word of God. It affected, and, and, and those in Colossus, Paul was moved to call him out by name. See, many of us, like the Colossians, have been blessed and privileged and privileged and blessed to grow in God and in the knowledge of God's word, which has helped change our lives, our outlook, our perspective on life due to the diligence and dedicated teachers servants and preachers of the gospel. 
Say amen if that's true in your life. And because of that, like the Apostle Paul, we need to do every now and then, take some time and call some folk out by name who have blessed our lives and helped us grow in our faith walk in Jesus Christ. We need to call some folk out by name, y'all. Amen. We got some powerful teachers up in this place. Sometimes you need to call them out by name and just let them know how much they have blessed your life. Amen. I don't want to do no dime dropping this morning, but folks like a Dr. Vaughn. Folks like Minister Brian. Yeah, you got to call some names, amen. Uh, folks like, like Elder Ward and uh, uh, my, my, my man right here with his new shoes on. I saw him get them. He got them things on today, too. He's shouting shoes. We need to call some folk out by name and let them know how they have blessed our lives. Folk like uh, this mighty man that, that God has placed in this place, in his house, like Pastor Benson. And all the other teachers that teach with fervency and vitality the word of God. Look, to help us grow. You see, Paul's calling out of Epaphras was a sign of appreciation for all he did to advance the gospel in Colossus. See, we, we call them folk out because they have blessed us, but they have blessed us that the, that the gospel may be advanced through us that they're teaching. So that means what we get, we shouldn't hold on to. You know, like the old Jordans you've been holding on to? Think you're going to get some money for them things? You need to let them go. That's how we need to let the word of God go when it's given to us. Share it with somebody. I mean, we, as the body of Christ, call out by name. Uh, uh, wait a minute. And, when, and when we, as the body of Christ, call out by name, not to complain or criticize, but appreciate those that serve God's purpose for their lives, which is to serve us by teaching us the word of God. We become doers of the word as we emulate what Paul did for Epaphras in the scriptures. Paul called him out by name to appreciate him. He was doing the word. So now when we do, we're doing the word. We're not just here as we're doing what the word of God suggests. Now, Paul, on his quest to ultimately share with the church of Colossus and us, why Jesus is more than all that, has thus far commended the church of Colossus for their great faith and called out Epaphras and shown appreciation to him as the one responsible for their growth in Jesus. But in verses 9 through 11, Paul is moved to cover them in prayer. Look at verses 9 through 11. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, my God, asking you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, 
for all endurance and patience with joy. See, Paul was moved to cover them in constant and consistent prayer based off of what he heard about them. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. What are folk hearing about you and hearing from you that will direct them in how to pray for you? The question today is what are folk praying uh, what are folk praying uh, uh, as they hear about you? But more importantly, what are folk praying in regards from what they're hearing from you? I move to adhere to the latter because oftentimes what folk, even praying folk may hear about you from other folk can be full of untruth. But what praying folk hear from you must have some truth in it. So are praying folk hearing from you testimonies of victory or defeat? Are praying folk hearing from you excuses or truth? Are praying folk hearing from you your problems? Are praying folks hearing from you your pains? Are praying folk hearing from you your dreams, your desires, your success, your faults, your struggles, and your strengths. James 5, 16 says, look, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Amen. I think that's trying to tell us that it's okay to tell praying folk about what you're going through. And, and in that case, I think you need to get some praying folk around you. See, I don't want no gossiping folk around me. I don't want no complaining folk around me. I need some praying folk around me that they can hear what's coming from my mouth and go into constant and consistent prayer just for me, just for me. Amen? You see, praying folk love to pray, and they will pray for what they hear about you, but their prayers about what they hear from you will be more impactful to you. It will empower you. Amen? So I encourage you as I encourage myself this morning, be open. Be honest and transparent when you share you with folk who sincerely want to pray for you. That, 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 that means you got to tell some folk some stuff about you that you wouldn't tell nobody else. But because they're prayer warriors and, 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 and God will direct you to the right one. I'm not saying just get up outside and go tell everybody all your business. No, I'm not saying that. No, God will direct you. Who, who is designed to pray just for you. Just for you. For the Colossians, Paul's prayer was uh, for, for continued growth in their faith and knowledge in Jesus Christ. So Paul uh, covers them in prayer for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding by way of the Holy Spirit. That's in verse 9. 
uh, he prays for them to please God in all their ways, bear fruit and grow in their knowledge of God. That's in verse 10. Uh, Paul prays for their strength, their, their power, their endurance and patience. That's in verse 11. See, that's what Paul's prayer of covering consisted of for the Colossians, based off what he heard about them. And because Paul's prayers were directed to God and God alone, the one true and living God by way of Jesus Christ, the Lord, he knew they would be answered because Paul knew from experience, personal experience, that Jesus is more than all that. And in verses 15 through 18, look, Paul commences to give credence to the Colossians. We and the world why Jesus alone is more than all that. See, now, now these verses 15 through 18, they, 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 they hone on the supremacy of Christ. They hone in on the preeminence of Christ, the greatness of Christ, the superiority of Christ. He is the image of the invisible God. Hallelujah. The, the firstborn. See, Jesus Christ is preeminent. He's superior, full of greatness, and he's more than that. According to the text, the, the Bible, the word of God, the logos, the rhema, hallelujah. He, he that being a Jesus is the very image, look at this, y'all, of the invisible God, which means that Jesus, the incarnate, that means having a human body, he is God. See, when, when, when we were made, we were made in the image of God, but Jesus is God in the flesh. Hallelujah. See, see, God saw a problem, the Father, down here on earth. And, and, and he sequestered Jesus. He said, I need you to go down and take care of what we created. You hear what I said? What we created in our image. So what he did, he got Jesus together. He sent them down and wrapped them in flesh. He was born in a manger, hallelujah, and he came out as flesh. He is God in flesh, hallelujah. See, that therefore, therefore, he is 100% God and 100% man at the same time. He is more than all that. Jesus has also looked all authority and dominion over all creation as the firstborn of creation which means he has authority over you, over you, over you, over me, over she. See, he's more than all that. And, 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 and it just makes sense, uh, common sense, that Jesus had rule and dominion over all things, for he created everything. Hallelujah. Yeah, the shoes you wear, he created. The breath you breathe, he created. The sky you look at, he created. Hallelujah. It says for 6 verse 16, for, for in him all things were created. I mean big things, uh, little things, creeping things, crawling things, flying things. Hallelujah. In heaven and on earth. See, there's our proof that there is a heaven. He said he created things on heaven and on earth. Now, we, we, we believe that there's an earth because they're walking on it. But some folk don't believe it's a heaven because they can't see it. But through the word of God we found out right here, there is a heaven. 
and God created it. Amen? Visible and invisible uh, things. Amen. So that means, look, look at this. That means that stuff we can't see, he created. <laughs> oh, my God. We can't see the wind, but he created it. Hallelujah. Stuff we can't see, Jesus created it. But look at this. I found out that he is such a great creator. If there's something that we need as the people of God, look, and it's not in existence, who created just for you and just for me? You know, you know, you know that job you got that you weren't qualified for? He created it just for you. Come on, you, 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 you know that wife you got and you don't deserve her? He created her just for you. You know that church you go to, hallelujah, that sometimes you come and sometimes you don't? He created that just for you. He'll create stuff for you that you can. He is a creating God, hallelujah. Whatever you need, he'll create. After 21 days of fasting, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And praying. After looking, hallelujah, for years and a few years, right? After 21 days, say 21. What Jesus did, he created what we couldn't see visually. Down there on Route 40, hallelujah. Four acres, he created it just for us. I'm claiming it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He creates stuff that we need just for us. If it's not in existence, hallelujah, just for us, just for us. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers and authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Oh, my God. All things were created through him. Everything comes through Jesus Christ. Yeah, right, right. And, and, and for him. We were created for him. We, his most glorious creation, was made for him. And if we were made for him, we should live to please him. In all our ways, amen. In the areas of service. Love. Look at this one, y'all. Obedience. Yeah. Oh, my God. And praise. Yeah. And I like this thing called praise because the Bible tells me that when we praise him, he inhabits the people of praise. Yeah. So he created us for praise. He created you and me to give him glory, adoration, thanksgiving, and praise. Now, I don't know about you, but... I get caught up in praise sometimes because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me and even for you and uh, even for you, my, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me, hallelujah. So sometimes uh, I just got to let go and let God and give him the glory and give him the praise because he said when I do it. He'll show up and show me and show off and show us his glory, his glory, his glory, his glory. 
That's why, that's why even at home sometimes I just got to let go and let God, amen? I remember one day driving in the car with little Steve, I began to get my praise on it. He said, Dad, remember you're driving. We might crash. I said, wait a minute. Jesus is in control of this thing. Hallelujah. When I think about what he's done, but take it deeper, when I think about who he is, for he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. Uh, he is the first and the last. Uh, he who was and he is to come. When I think about who he is, I got to give him what he deserves, what he desires, which is praise. He created us for praise. He created us for, he created us to do something. He created us to move for him and wave holy hands and jump sometimes and put your leg up sometimes. He created us for praise. Any praising folk in the house this morning? When you think about who he is and what he's done just for you, you get a case of I just can't help myself. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, he's more than all that. He's more than all of that, and he's worthy of our. He created us for something great, something that, that will get us into his presence which is praise. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's more than all that. Look at verse 17. Look at verse 17. He says, and he is before all things. And in him all things, oh, look at this, my God. And all things are held together. And, and he is before all things. And in him all things are held together. You see, Christ was here before was, was. My Muslim brothers, they got it twisted, y'all. See, he wasn't created, but did all the creating. And by his power, look at that, he keeps and holds all things together that he made. See, he, he is the one who holds us together. When we want to give up and throw in the towel. Amen. Anybody ever been there? Hallelujah. But because of his grace and mercy, he held us together. Ha! Hallelujah. He is more than all that. He is the one that holds the moon and the sky up there that it won't crash to the earth. He holds all things together. Hallelujah. Yeah, sometimes he even got to hold this mouth together. Amen. But you know, because sometimes we can say some stuff with this mouth. That can rip some folk up. But what Jesus does, he holds it all together. You ever had a case of mm, my... Mm. You wanted to say something, but... Mm. Jesus was holding them lips together. Hallelujah. They got on your work, at your job, job. You want to... Mm. He was holding that thing together. Hallelujah. The kids got on your nerves. He was... Mm. No, nah, I don't hold that together. I give it to them. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, he holds some stuff together. Amen. Yeah, I, I know you're working out. You know, I know, and that's good to do because you want to hold some stuff in. You want to hold some stuff together. But Jesus is the author of holding things together. He holds marriages together. Hallelujah. Marriages that are on the brink of disaster. He, he steps in. Hallelujah. Yeah, he, he steps right in. And he, he holds that thing together. Relationships that have gone awry. 
Hallelujah. Jesus is the one that can step in and hold that thing together. Amen. Yes. But, but, but truth be told, we got to invite him in. Jesus is a gentleman. Hallelujah. He wants us to invite him in. Look at verse 18. I'm almost close. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he may have preeminence. See, Jesus is the head of his bride, the church. You know, we the bride, right? I'm a man, but I'm still a bride. You got to look at this thing spiritually. I'm a man. I'm a... I'm a man, hallelujah. I'm a stone cold man. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I got a stroll, I got, hey, I'm a, I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? I stand like a man. I eat like a man. I walk like a man. I talk like a man because I am a man. I dress like a man. Hallelujah. But I found out spiritually I am a bride because I'm a part of the church, the called out assembly of God. Amen. We've nothing but a bunch of brides in here, amen? Waiting for Jesus to come back for his bride without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. That's why Sister Kanita, what she said is so important. We got to spread the gospel here and beyond that folk that don't know him will be in position to receive him when he comes back, amen? Because I found out through the scriptures he's coming back. Hallelujah. Christ, Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is our mediator. Amen? He is the head of resurrection. <laughs> He's the firstborn from the dead. He is the author of our salvation. Yeah, Jesus is more than all that. Amen? He is the head of the body of Christ. Yeah, he is the author and finisher of our faith. We look to nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Hallelujah. And we thank God that he is the firstborn from the dead, which means Jesus got up. And we're going to celebrate that. Hallelujah. Next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got up for our sins. Hallelujah. And, 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 and he put one foot on time and the other foot on eternity and said, all power is in my hand. Amen. Yeah, yeah. He is more than all that. Hallelujah. All I've been trying to say this morning is that Jesus is more than all that. That's all I've been trying to say. Hallelujah. He's more, y'all. He's everything that we need. He's the only thing that we need. Yeah, he tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, right? When we do that, we show that he is the only thing we need. Then he says, I'll add all some other stuff to you. When you commit yourself to me and seek me, Hallelujah. What I'll do, I'll give you some other stuff. I'll give you some peace in the midst of trouble. Hallelujah. I'll give you some joy when you lost your joy. Hallelujah. I'll give you a friend that sticks closer than a brother. See, Jesus is more than all that as we rest on our feet. He's more, y'all. He's he's more. And because he's more, he wants more of us. Hallelujah. We sing that song, give me more. He wants more of us. Hallelujah. He wants more of us serving. He wants more of us praising, more of us forgiving, more of us being the people that God has called for us to be. 
Will you give him more? Will you give him more today? He's worthy of it. Hallelujah. He's worthy of it. God, we thank you and we bless you. For you are more than all that. And because you are God, we lay prostrate before you. Because you're worthy, God. You have looked beyond our faults and supplied all our needs, Lord. God, we thank you. We thank you for being preeminent, superior above all things, God. And as we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith, we ask, God, that you guide us, that you direct us, that you keep us, that we may look more like you. God, we thank you and we bless you. For us in the name of Christ we pray. Amen.